Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 23 of Sir Kevin Says. Thank you so much for joining. Today's episode features Jay Baltimore. He's a creative visionary, inventor, designer, musician, and serial entrepreneur. His current focus is to revolutionize the musician and jet setter lifestyle through his company, Groove Gear, a premium brand rooted in the creative community. He holds multiple patents and has taken over 200 products to market with distribution in over 55 countries. Jay is also an internet veteran with over 21 years experience, notably with Microsoft, GeoCities, and Yahoo before forming his first design and development company, Louder Design. This happens to be the first and hopefully not the last podcast with somebody that has started a company from the ground up, which is really cool because we get to talk about all the insights when it comes to running a company, the meetings, the creative process, as well as maintaining relationships with the artists that they endorse and so on. I happen to own three of their backpacks, which are great. I actually use them for the podcast episodes when I commute to the guest's home or studio space. I normally will put all my equipment into the compartments they have, which are awesome. We dove into the creative process, what it takes to maintain a company of this stature, and so much more. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. If you're listening via Spotify, I invite you to follow Sir Kevin Says. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can show your support by subscribing and rating the show five stars. Alternatively, you can watch the video version of this and every other episode on my YouTube channel, Kevin Michael Chong, or visit my website, www.sirkevinchong.com and view or listen to them that way. Episode 23, here you go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Sir Kevin Says. Today is episode 23 with Jay Baltimore, owner of Groove Gear, musician, entrepreneur. You got a busy schedule going on with the whole COVID situation and the way yeah. you're navigating through all this. What's, what's new, man? What's going on? There's just a lot of product development these days, you yeah. know, and of course, we're adjusting to the times and, mm -hmm. you know, being sensitive to what's going on yeah. out there. But thankfully, we've been doing well. That's and, awesome, yeah, man. That's awesome. Making a lot of new products and yeah, yeah. getting it out the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Tell us a little bit about your story, man. Tell us where you came from, how this whole thing started going. So, Groove Gear. Just about Groove Gear? Or again? yourself. <clears throat> you just start with yourself, like where you were born. Ooh, how and, far did we go yeah, back? Man, <laughs> we can go as far as we need to, man. As far as we need to. Let's just focus on that. <laughs> okay, so for Groove Gear... Um, this was kind of an accidental business, really, for me, because, you know, uh, I'm a musician, as you mentioned, bass player. I've been playing for, oh, gosh, I don't know, 22 years now or mm -hmm. something. But um, it was the time, mid-2000s, when I needed something to carry my rig. And this is kind of like the more, the, you know, public story of how this whole started is I needed something for myself to use because I'm gigging from, you know, restaurants yeah. and clubs and bars and things like that. And my stuff was heavy. If you know bass players, they carry like the biggest cabinets <laughs> and the amps and so on. Not to mention the heavy basses themselves. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I decided, you know, I can't find anything in the market. Make something. Mm. You know, and from then, you know, I got together with some friends who are actually product designers. And and uh, from then, we created this thing yeah. over the next couple of years. This is probably around 2007, 2008. And oh, in wow. 2010, we debuted the product. The product that we didn't know that people were whether people were gonna love or not, you know, we liked it. We thought we had something. We didn't know that we had a business yeah. actually from it. Yeah. So we introduced it at the 2010 NAM show, and it blew up from nice. there. I mean, yeah. The short of it, you yeah. Know, distributors were coming. They wanted the product. When can we get this in Europe? 
Stuff like that. That's awesome. So literally with no price list at the show, we're kind of like wondering (laughs) how do we do this, you know. So, but, you know, it just played out, you know, over the years, you know, learning, learning the, you know, manufacturing, um, just learning different aspects of the business that we we get to do and expanding it from there. Yeah. To the product lines that we have today. So. That's awesome. And your family's included <clears throat> in this project too, right? You guys all work together. It's kind of like a it's, family or It's kind of like a fam- family business. Yeah. yeah. So my brother-in-law works here, which actually wasn't my brother-in-law in the beginning. Okay. So he was just kind of helping out, yeah. dating my, sis- my sister-in-law, and then now they're married. Nice. Uh, you know, my wife works here now. My wife was a nurse for 18 years. Wow. And the Lord told her to transition one, mm. one year. I think it's 2016. And told her to jump careers. And... Yeah, and she did it, and we're better than ever for it. That's you know, awesome. It's amazing. And now my son is actually working here now. He's going to school as well, but he's working yeah. here and, and uh, learning the ropes. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. When you started making the product, like, did you just focus on, okay, I just want to make something just for bass players, for example? Or was it something that you're like, you know, I want every musician to feel welcomed by what I'm creating, you know? You know, initially, like, because it was uh, it was a product that I needed, so I think my focus was like, for this gear that I had, mm-hmm. like, what can I do to carry this? But then I already, already knew that it was going to work for everything else. Yeah. But yeah. it was just a matter of like, does it work for me for, at this point? And I think other people, other bass players will love it. Yeah. And next thing you know, other guitar players were loving mm-hmm. it and everyone else just really has to carry gear. Yeah. Or even outside of the music industry. Exactly. So we've, we've been able to delve into like a hardware industry. Like Home Depot Canada carries our stuff. That's, you know, oh, man. The U.S., I don't know why it's taking so long. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's a Home Depot but, up the street. You know, so. It's right there. But uh, I'm talking about like different industries yeah. are, are seeing the use of the products, you know, for the carts. We're talking about the carts right now, which used to be under Groove Gear. It still is, but the brand, we've done a rebranding back in 2014 to Crane, K-R-A-N-E. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is to really cater to the broad number of industries we serve now. Got it. So... Instead of, you know, somebody from, a, you know, a Home Depot customer, a DIY person coming to our website and seeing music gear, they're able to see just the carts. Wow. that's So yeah, that was kind great. of the thought behind the whole, re, you know, branching out yeah. of Crane into a different company. And how many countries do you guys serve? Uh, gosh, last I checked is about 55. 55, that's it's right. It's probably up to 60 plus now. Wow. Just because we get interest from different countries. Uh I was going to mention there's a country that just came up that I have never heard of before. <laughs> Literally wrote to us. It's like, say that one more time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even going to attempt to, to, to say the good, country, man. but it's somewhere in the Middle East. In but the, okay. anyhow, like they're a new distributor of ours in that country. And I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. But yeah, it's up, up around 60 plus. Wow, today. that's incredible. <clears throat> Did you ever think that this company would reach that magnitude of what it has already? No, no. Didn't, didn't even think, like I said, that day one that we went to the NAMM show, I had no idea what to expect. All we thought was this was a cool product. I like it. We like it. We think it's useful. I think other people should see it. Yeah. That was really our, our approach going our first trade show ever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about prioritizing in this sense, because, sure. you know, having a business like this, having to run it full time, mm-hmm. how do you manage doing that and being with your family? At first, was it like that? Was it hard? I mean... So tell us a little bit of the challenges that you might have faced. <clears throat> well, before this company, I was also running. I was running a web design development company called Ladder Design. Mm-hmm. So this is literally coming out of corporate. Mm-hmm. So I was working for Yahoo for three years, three and a half years or so, and leaving the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, coming back home, my home I consider Southern California. Mm-hmm. I started my own company called Ladder Design. So that was catering to you know clients 
you know, in the tech industry. Yeah. <clears throat> Building websites and everything, uh, design, designing apps and things like that. Back when apps were, you know, yeah. <laughs> were all custom design. Yeah. Magic is like download something and use it. You know, so anyhow, uh, so I think my family was used to, you know, me working, you know, at a home office or wherever I need to be from from when they were young. Yeah. My kids, talking about my kids. <clears throat> my kids are 21 and the other one's turning 20 now. Mm-hmm. So kind of like throughout their growing up years, they, they've always seen me. Okay, daddy works. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is all just a blessing and a curse at the same time yeah. because, you know, you you, you hear them saying, it's like, I wish you didn't work so much. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely try to balance everything. I am a family guy. And, yeah. I, and I, I love my kids. I want to be 100% part of their lives of course. from the moment they were born. Into, you know, I'm not like, oh, well, I got to go to work and you guys fend for yourselves type of thing. Yeah. Or my wife takes care of them. No, I'm a full-time dad. Yeah. I'm that's a full-time, good. like, I'm going to, like, lead them all the way to adulthood. Yeah. And we're, like, real close to that now. Yeah. So That's awesome. That's awesome. And even beyond, you know, that's my my goal and their invitation i guess to come and work with you was that something like natural on their end like hey we want to go work with dad or was it like was like hey guys we need you guys to help out like kind of deal yeah yeah we've always been open to like whatever they wanted to do you know we've always encouraged that Mm -hmm. it's like use your gifts and use the the interests that you have it doesn't have to be my interests or your mom's you know uh but it kind of worked out that my uh my younger son his name is giles you know, he's he's wanting to take a business. Mm. You know, he wants to, he's a business major right now. Okay. So, you know, what better way to to do it was yeah. to dive right in and and see an actual business functioning. Right. And here's the day to day you got to deal with. Here are the standards that you got to uphold to. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of pleasure being able to like, you know, show him that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's awesome. What about faith? How has that all played a part in this? Well, <clears throat> we've always been. Uh, you know, raised in in, uh, in the church and everything. But that's very different from what you really live out your life. You know, I think you see a lot of people saying, it's like, okay, yeah, I go to church and I'm a Christian and so on. But you see the other end of what they're really doing. You know, it's the fruits are not there. I mean, mm. really, we've seen with the, with the fruits that we bear. So I think with uh, how that played into you know, our family already being that and seeking the Lord for guidance and everything, including our company. Yeah, you know that's no exception, and definitely no exception when we don't know what to do next. Wow, you know, and not, and it's not only like oh we 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 go to God and we go to you know we pray for things that we don't know what to do or like or or in desperation. No, you pray, pray from the beginning. Yeah, you pray from the beginning for guidance. Exactly, even in the next step you're about to yeah. take. Yeah. you know, it's not about oh Lord, I'm desperate, help me. Mm. You know, where most people or a lot of people that, that you see out there might only go to God. When when there when things are yeah, troublesome in, in times of need and yeah. turmoil and everything, yeah. But no, you ask the Lord for guidance from the very beginning, yeah, because He's got He'll guide your steps. That's good, right? Yeah, and you, you know, there's there's probably so many things that you can think of that you you, you would have you've already avoided because you've taken that route, yeah, of asking God for guidance. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. You guys did uh, a mission trip to Peru last year. Yes. Funny enough, I'm my family. My my sister who's here today. She we're Peruvian. Oh, so yeah, so tell us a little bit about your trip. Did you get to visit Machu Picchu by any chance? No, no. Oh, oh man, man, that was a total mission trip if there ever was one. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the uh, missionary hotels, yeah. and yeah. you know, like really in the in the brunt of it, and 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 you know, being able to really serve in the communities uh, in Lima, and that was amazing because this was actually historically is was the biggest mission trip in, in, in history. Wow. 10,000 missionaries were sent out. And another, I get the numbers right, 
I believe 10,000 were sent out. Oh, no, no, 5,000 were sent out from, from overseas and another 5,000 volunteered from Peru itself. So oh an goodness. overall 10,000 missionaries in one event. Yeah. It was crazy. It was a week-long thing. And every day we were going out, uh, you know, different different things. You know, my wife was part of like a uh, uh, the medical uh, part of it. Actually, no, not medical. Sorry, she was going to the schools. Okay. And okay. ministering to the kids. Yeah. You know, like we were able to go to public schools. My role there was a camera guy, believe it or not. Oh, really? <laughs> I was in media. <laughs> I was like, what can I do that you know? Because I've gone on mus- uh, uh, missions trips where I was a musician. Okay. But in this part, it's like. I can hold a camera and do video and so on. Yeah. So I had my monopod, you know, Dude, taking, that's cool. you know, documenting the event. So yeah. I, I got to see different parts of the missions uh, trip itself. You know, every day I was somewhere else, Yeah, you yeah. know, taking those things. It, uh, leading up to the monumental stadium event that yeah. they held. Yeah. How long was the trip? Uh, it was, it was about 10 days. I mean, I'm assuming you tried the food, right? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. We, How got was to, it? we got to sneak out a little bit and go to a local restaurant. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And What's your was, favorite dish? You... Yeah, one or I think the uh, ceviche. Oh yes, I would say ceviche because <laughs> you, you know people were talking it up a lot. Yes. I mean I've had ceviche here, uh-huh. but in Peru it was it it's was, amazing. It was right? pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean I'm a little biased, but, but yeah, I love the the Peruvian food. Yeah, ceviche it's is good, it's amazing. Good uh, Jay, talk to us a little bit about qualities you think, let's say, a successful businessman should have. What What do you <clears> think <throat> are some of the characteristics one should contain? Well, I mean. I think the uh, word passion comes to mind. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think sure. everyone's got to be passionate about what they're doing. Otherwise, they're going to burn out pretty quickly yeah. if they're not in love with what they're doing. So, and I think, uh, uh, I don't know, just being, just being diversified and, and, and knowing how to approach, you know, what you're doing with, there, there's a, there's a uh, I don't know, uniqueness to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you even, why do you even exist? Why yeah. are you in business? You know, I think business people can can ask themselves that. It's like, am I just like, you know, one of the many that's mm-hmm. doing this right now? Or how do I make myself stand out? You know? Yeah. So I think there has to be that. There has yeah. to be that element. It's not day in and day out. You do the same thing. You know, you got, obviously, family is so important. Yeah. You know, having, the, uh, for myself as a business person, having ministry and still serving in ministry mm-hmm. actively is, is very important. Yeah. You know, because you're able to, you know, because... Obviously, you know, those days of playing in clubs and restaurants are, you know, you can imagine are, are gone for me, mm-hmm. at least. I mean, I can choose to do it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, of course, of course. But I don't want to. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, here my top priorities are these, you know, my yeah. family, my business and my ministry. Yeah, that's good. So being able to balance those three things together and do well in all of them, you know, allows me to, to I guess, take a break from the other one and not be constantly on in business just, for example, or if I did ministry seven days a week, then I'd probably burn out there as well. Mm. You know, so yeah. but being able to have those three and, of course, family time and my wife, you know, of course, <laughs> of course, man. demands our time together. And, and you know, we, we want that. So, yeah. How did you go about coming that. up with the name? Groove Gear? Yeah. Well, yeah, Groove was obviously a play in the spelling of G-R-O-O-V, uh-huh. but, I, V-E, but my spelling was G-R-U-V just for the branding sense. And it's because I'm a bass player. It's about the groove. Yeah. And drummer is about the groove. So that was that originally. Uh, uh, but it was kind of like thinking. I've always been kind of a brand kind of geek. Got it. You know, Got ever it. because I do branding for 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 companies back with Louder Design. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would think of you know how to really position their their idea 
and their company the best way possible. Got it. So I was doing that for businesses. Now I get to do it for myself. Yep. You yep. know, coming out of being um, kind of in that service industry of doing it for other people with the marketing and, and the branding and, and the look and everything, I get to do that for Groove Gear. Yeah. So when I came up with a name, I was thinking, like, what could work but not just be so limited to this one product that we have right now? Exactly. You know, exactly. is this going to have longevity? You know, so... GRUV worked, yeah. you know, I look, of course, I look at Google, I look at uh, trademarks, mm -hmm. make sure we're not stepping on anyone, yeah. make sure it doesn't mean anything bad in foreign languages. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's very important. It's very, yeah, it's very true. That's very super true. important. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but not really knowing, you know, like you asked me earlier, my, do I, did I know that we were going to be in this many countries? You know, no, I didn't. Mm. I didn't. But that was always just been kind of my bent, you know, to be able to be as flexible and uh, uh, I guess, what, what is the word? Um, I can't think of it right now. But basically, <laughs> as versatile yeah. in, uh, of a name that it would be, that it can work for, okay, well, we came up with another product line. It still works. It's Got not it. just specific to. Because I'll tell you one secret, and no one really knows this, but the original name that I came, I actually had a logo and everything. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and, that, and and you'll know why when, in a second when I when I tell you why I didn't choose that name. It had to do with music. Okay. Okay. So like Groove was, but I thought Loud because Louder was my Louder Design was my other company. It's like okay, what can I name this thing? So I put Loud Cargo, but it was very specific to the cart. Yeah. Loud Cargo is because oh you carry music gear. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After a while, yeah. kind of like. Flip that page already. Yeah. Done. Get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it. Let's do something else. That's funny, man. Yeah. So that's this cool. is literally in a notebook and that's kind of sketch it out. And Groove Gear came about and did a logo. The first logo that did in 20, uh, 2007, before we launched, I already had a logo. Yeah. I had a t-shirt that was ironed on. Nice. Literally there you go. no idea how to print shirts. Yeah. Cut it out and iron it on because he used to do it for my kids. I would do like, you know, TV the, characters for yeah, them yeah, on their yeah. t-shirts. What are they called? Uh, um... Uh, what like the 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 actual name of it when you when you latch them onto the shirt? Uh, it's uh, iron like heat transfer. Okay, heat okay, transfer. That's, that's a, okay, the iron on. Yeah, I mean that's really what it is. Yeah. So literally, I had a Groove Gear shirt ironed on walking around Nam 2007. That's funny, man. You yeah. might see pictures online. Oh, there I'm are gonna, some. If not, it's I'm gonna look funny. them up. I'll look them up. No one knows it was ironed on by the way. <laughs> it was probably peeling up by the yeah. end. Of the day. <laughs> that's funny, man. But yeah, it's the same logo. If that, yeah. that was my point. It's like 2007, that same logo, it's still the same logo today. Yeah. yeah. And do you meet with your team relatively often to discuss, you know, new endeavors or new direction you want to head or anything like that? Like, how often do you do that? I mean, we work together every day and we're such a tight-knit team. You know, we're, we're there's there's six of us now. Right yeah. before the pandemic, there were eight of us. Mm. And a couple of, you know, guys decided to go uh, pursue their own route. So, yeah. perfect. It's fine. Yeah. And, you know, got my son to work with us. Mm -hmm. So, there's about six of us right now. Uh, we have a seventh member kind of uh, informally in China who's okay. taking care of a lot of our project management. Yeah. So I'm on the phone with him and, you know, text with him every day. Yeah. But as far as, uh, I mean, it depends. Depends on the scope of the, what we're trying to do. I mean, if it's a big project, we're trying to just huddle and do that thing. But we were having, before the pandemic, we were having weekly meetings and checking our goals and checking yeah. our, our uh, yeah, what we need to do for the week and yeah. seeing how that works out the following week. So that's an ongoing process. Yes, yeah. of course, of course. Sure. When I mention the word value, <clears throat> what comes to mind for you? Uh, I'm going to answer it very generally. Okay? okay. I mean, I think if you believe in what you're doing and you, could, and you stick with it, I think you should be confident and you should be satisfied with the value that you're providing, yeah. whatever it might be. You know, I think thinking about 
let's just go with uh, the business, for example. Yeah. You know, as long as I know that we're doing what we set ourselves out to do, you know, we're being unique. We're inventing new things. We're not just, you know, we're kind of, we're not just throwing a towel and just making commodity stuff. Yeah. You know, our whole goal as a company is to, is to create things that's never been done before. Yeah. That's why we got patents under us. We got new inventions mm -hmm. and, you know, we got innovative stuff that people don't know what to think about. It's like, I don't know if I like it. If I don't <laughs> like it, it's so new. Yeah. Like it's just never been done before. Yeah. So as long as we're doing that, I feel good about what we're, what we're doing as Groove Gear. Good. good you good, know, good. as yeah. a company. Yeah. Um, because I, as soon as you detach from that, mm -hmm. your original kind of mantra and plan exactly. and goal, then you'll just feel like, well, you know, I think that's where it kind of sets in where I feel like, am I really even valuable anymore to who I'm touching? Mm. You know, yeah. so, but I think um, the same way as an artist, as any artist, musician or otherwise, I mean, I think if they already have a voice and they continue to use it, then I feel like they should always know that the value is there, that they're providing because the next person's not going to be like them, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and then on the other side of that, if they do stop doing that and become like everyone else, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Right? So I think that comes from sticking with what you know you should be doing. Like, mm -hmm. what's, what's your part in this whole thing? What's my role? Yeah. Like, reevaluating evaluating that every so often is very important. Yeah. Because you might find yourself you know, diverting from that, not knowing, and then you go so far down the road without assessing, you know, self-assessment is important because you go so far down the road and next thing you know, it's like, oh, wow, I veered off so far, I didn't even know it. Now I'm just compromised, mm. you know? That's good. Yeah. So Obviously, a big, a big part of your company is artist relations. At this point, hundreds of people that you guys haven't signed yeah, up Yeah, I think we've signed on over 300 from the beginning. There are artists that I've never met in my life. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's over email. You know, when we used to go to the Europe show, uh, Music Messa in Germany, mm -hmm. we would meet our European artists there. So that was cool, but we haven't gone in four years. Mm. <laughs> you know, that whole show, show changed that a lot of companies stopped supporting it. Yeah. So I hope someday there will be a, a, an equal kind of, you know, magnitude of a, uh, of a show over there that yeah. we'll be able to connect with those people. Yeah. But a lot of people are coming to the NAMM show. So the NAMM show is obviously the once a year here in Anaheim in the Orange County trade show for international uh, folks to come as well. Exactly. So we get to meet them, you know, and catch up and yeah. so on. Yeah. But it is, uh, you know, I mean, thinking about 300 people. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah, a, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, nowadays we're, you know, I, the artists that have been reaching out during this pandemic and everything, you know, we stay connected that way. Uh, we're not seeing a lot of people just to keep everyone safe. Right, you right. Know? Um, but at the same time, like, we're having to rethink, I'm having to rethink now what the artist relations side of the company really needs uh, or and how we can best serve the artist as well. Because they're looking something, it, it goes both ways. It's a two-way street, right? Yep. It's not just like, hey, here's some gear, put up some posts, do some marketing for us, and then be done. No, we want some longevity. Exactly. We want people, I mean, we really, I really view our artists as part of our marketing team. You know, and if they don't see that, they're missing the point. Mm. You know, you're positioning yourself as an artist with a brand that you really believe, not just because you're going to get discounts exactly. or free stuff exactly. or whatever it might be. Right. Or the accolades being listed on your website or mm -hmm. social media or whatnot. It's not about that. That's cool too, but it's about how can you, I think you said value, how can you provide value to the company yeah. you're working with? Of course. You know, and how could we do the same thing? And if we're not doing that, we also want to know that. 
We also want to know, it's like, are we not giving you enough, you know, visibility out there mm. as a company that you, you know, you promote on your side, but we're not doing our part. So we want to know that too. Yeah. So that whole kind of, you know, arrangement, if you will, relationship, I really want to call it a relationship because that's how I want to be with my artists. Yeah. You know, I want to know everyone. Yeah. I mean, not just like know them by name or by email or by face, but I want to know their, their story. Yeah. I want them to be able to sit down with them and, you know, even, even say after Groove Gear, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. I want to be able to call that person and say, hey, how are you? How, yeah. How's, how's everything? How's your career? How's everything going? You know? Yeah. You know, it's not just because we're connected through this brand. Right. Right. You know? That's good. So, That's good. The last two years, I think you guys have been putting on an event. Uh, Groove Live. Groove Live. Yeah. Groove How did Live. that come about? Because that's an awesome event. I mean, last year, I, I've gone the last two years. You've, yeah. You've featured Israel Holton, Asha Kartaya. Yes. Uh, JLS Experience, the kids. Um, yes. I, I forget Justin the name. Lee. Justin. My God. And that, Jamie Lee. Yes. Yeah, they're the amazing. Kids. Yeah. Virgil Donati, too, Virgil which is was, all was there insane. last time. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. So that was actually our, this year was our fourth Groove okay, Live. Okay. So we did the first year. Whatever, four years ago, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 17, 2017. So that was kind of just our, our, our desire to bring together artists uh, to scale, to like to, to, to a much bigger scale than yeah. NAM because they're already in town, right? And right. so we've been doing, you know, the, the whole time we've been at NAM, we've been doing these collaborations of artists that never played before. You know, I'd, I would handpick people. I would literally say, Federico, you're going to play with Leonardo <laughs> from con a country you've never been to, you've never That's met together, awesome. and you're going to play. And they love it, That's you know, cool. and people dig it. They yeah. come to see their favorite, but they discover a new favorite, Yeah, you know, and these guys just blend well together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to do that in a much larger scale in Groove Live and brand it and have other companies support it, because we had like over 20 brand sponsors. That's right. That's right. You know, through this whole thing and being able to, to even serve a charity as well as part wow. of it. So it, it's just been all around win, yeah. win, 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 win for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah, we grew up with Latin music. So one of yeah. our favorites, obviously, Cartaya, you know, Cartaya his, his show. amazing. Yeah, his show, is, his show is amazing. But last year I got to catch Virgil Donati. <clears throat> uh -huh. And that, that was my first time seeing him live. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just a mind blower, man, because it's like that fusion music is, I don't listen to it as often as I, I, I think I should, yeah. you know, as a drummer, but but he, he's an amazing he artist as well, man. Yes, yes. So, so that's the other point, too, was to make it as diverse as possible. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've got kids that mm -hmm. are, I mean, the youngest one we've had is, is baby boy drummer, LJ Wilson. Oh, yes. So yeah. he's six now. That video that, shot, that was shot in our booth, and I actually met the guy who shot it this uh, year. He told me, he's like, that was my video. <laughs> that was probably this, by week one of NAM already hit 100 million. Oh my yeah, that gosh. little jam right there in our booth with Bubby Lewis and Justin yeah. Rains and Aaron Smith. That trio, we literally just, like I was talking to Justin, his dad, Justin Sr. It's like, uh, you know, you know, we got these bass players and one drummer. It's like, it would be great if LJ could sit in. We could just set up his kit right here. <laughs> and then the place was packed and people could not get through. And that one video, I was holding the same video literally like a foot away. I was like this, right? <laughs> So I've got the whole footage of that whole yeah, thing. But yeah. this one guy's video, he posted it and it just caught fire like ridiculous. That's All these celebrities are posting about it. You know, of course, he was in Ellen. and That's you know. right. That's right. He was in Ellen too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I saw that video. I saw even Bubby, you know, te tearing up yeah, a little yeah, bit, man. Because yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. to see such a passion at such a young age right. is incredible. Yeah. He was just four and he played that when he did that video. Yeah. That's incredible. We met him a year before that. That's and he actually did a CD release here. 
Oh, he did. His album he, release was done here at in the stage. Yeah, the stage yeah, that used, used to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're neighbors of ours. They're like five minutes away from here. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Wilsons. Local, yeah, great yeah. family. That's awesome. amazing, talented family. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, what do you say to the naysayers? Uh, that's a hard one because you know, being so personally involved in what you're doing. I mean, especially you know, I designed the products. Yeah. So when somebody says something funny about it, it does kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know that. They think we're just like, oh, it's this corporate thing. It's like, they don't know, like, people behind it are, are watching yeah. comments. But you're always going to have. So I think I've learned to accept there's going to be negative naysayers mm -hmm. and trolls and so on online. So I just don't let it get to me too much. Good. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I try to address them. So to try to win them back, because sometimes I feel like, you know, you just leave him alone. It just kind of gives him a license to do it again to other people. Mm -hmm. But I think if you respond to them, first of all, in kindness and love, yeah. hopefully that they would, you know, because people's natural tendency is to respond back with the same type of approach, right? If you're responding in kindness, if you're responding in kindness back, it won't cuss you out because mm -hmm. you told him I love you. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it just doesn't, <laughs> right, it doesn't right. work that way. Humans, yeah. humans don't work that way. So not to manipulate their 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 reaction, but more to kind of like, you know, evaluate what you just said right yeah. there. You know, uh, it's like I really, you dig a little deeper. You take the next step, you know, into it yeah. rather than just being surface about it. Well, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, of course. You of retaliate, course. then yeah. that's not going to do anything. It yeah. just like lets them retaliate back. So I think, you know. That also ties into what I'm saying. It's like if, if you believe enough in what your goal is, like you shouldn't let that should not really phase you. Mm. You know, if yeah. you believe enough, it's like, hey, you know, this is my role, this is my position, this is the road I've cho chosen to take as a brand, as yeah. a company, and as a leader of this company, mm -hmm. then we are gonna stick on this this path. Yeah. And whatever you say doesn't really change that. Yeah. You, know, you may not like it, then it's not for everyone. Everyone knows that every brand is not for everyone. There's always going to be people that are like going to choose something else because that suits them better. And that's totally fine. You know, we would, of course, would love to have as many customers as possible, but mm -hmm. you can't possibly win everyone. Right, right, you know? right. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. That's awesome. Yeah. Navigating through this whole COVID situation, uh, you know, are you releasing any new products or anything like that you have in mind or stuff that you yeah. can tell us? Like well, on the side? No, sure, sure. I, I can share it because we actually shared a lot of it during them. Okay. So the only thing is, uh, my only regret, uh, not regret, but it's kind of like frustration, I guess, in, in a way with COVID is it's taken us a little longer mm. than we had anticipated to get some of these products out. Yeah. You know, you got the drum bags coming out, the V-Lock. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, the V-Lock cases got that it. go into a cart and you can transport in one trip. Yeah. So that was always like an idea of mine. How can we execute this? Yeah. Like that's going to be a mass production type of item, not just like, oh, here's a proof of concept. Yeah. And then leave it at that. No, I want to produce it. Yeah. I want to show to the world, be able to do this. <laughs> From the time that we conceptualized like three years ago, maybe that I put wow. it as a concept, maybe four years ago. I have it in my notebook, just kind of sketch it. Here's the, you know, the bass drum, the tom, the smaller tom, the smallest tom, yeah. all in one stack. That's great. Hardware in the back. Yeah. So the way I drew it back then, it's the way it is now. Yeah. It's just now a lot more developed. But that, we got some sax traps. We've never delved into sax. Now we got two major artists that are pretty much releasing their signature stra sax traps with us. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we got some new stuff with Crane, with the cards yeah. for filmmakers, actually. More that's geared cool. towards film filmmakers. Uh, that's been a market that's been catching fire with with Crane. Nice. They really love what what how that works for their system and yeah. doing location shoots and things like that. 
But uh, the big thing this year was our decade series of products. So yeah. This bag right here. Right, right. I see. Uh, a lot of the travel stuff. Uh, yeah, so the decade is like, it, it's really our kind of celebration mm -hmm. line of products for, for being in business for 10 years. Yeah, that's So awesome. 2010, 2020. Of course. We're releasing decades and people have, people have been loving it. They see, see it in them, this bag. You know, we got a pedal board. We got a strap that already got released. We got fret wraps and we got more stuff that I haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> yeah. So basically the goal is throughout this year, we're releasing products under the decade uh, edition line. Yeah. So what it is, it's like, it's this kind of more, um, you know, clean fabrics and, and materials, mm -hmm. very refined and with the bronze uh, that's cool. touches and everything. Yeah. So yeah, we're that's trying awesome. to just pull the stops on all these things. No, that's know? awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Jay, as we're wrapping up, what's the advice you have for people that aspire to be like you, for example, as, as you know, a successful business owner, what advice <clears throat> would you share with them today? If they're just starting with a company or, you know, starting in their faith or, or their journey as a musician, what would you share with them? Well, it's great because I actually just did literally to to my brother-in-law last week because he was like aspiring to pursue business. Okay. So this is fresh in my mind. Nice. <laughs> love it. Love it. So and going back to passion, you know, it's like, hey, do something that you're going to love that you're, it's not going to feel like a job to you, you know, where you wake up every morning and you're going to love, like you're excited about what you're about to do. Yeah. But I think there are some practical things in there too. It's like learning what we learned over the last 10 years. Uh, there are some things that we would have changed mm. in, in terms of like we learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. You know, it was like, oh, you know, um, I mean, even just the practical purpose, size of products, you know, is it easier to ship or did we design it this way so that it's practical, yeah. you know, to be moved from place to place. And now we're global. Now we're having to think about storage, you know, all over the world and, and shipping. Yeah. But things like that. But, you know, if somebody's watching and wanting to start a business, it's like, I mean, those are the kind of pieces of advice that I throw at them. It's like, can your product be small enough so you can just kind of store it in a, mm. in a cabinet and yeah. ship it all over the world? And that would be great. Yeah. You know, but that might not be their formula. But at least uh, they could they could hear that from somebody who has tried it. Yeah. He's tried all sorts of size products right. that we, that we make, course. right? From little fret wraps they could ship in a little bubble envelope <laughs> to like these big capsule bags yep, that, that yep. have to travel and it's oversized and so on. But I think in, in terms of going back to to the root of why they're doing it, I think they have to be passionate about it. Mm. And they have to believe in it. And, of course, do your due diligence that it doesn't exist already, that you're doing something different in the market, mm. that you're checking the trademarks and yeah. patents office yeah. and make yeah. sure that... No one has tried to patent it and then just waiting for somebody to do the business. And then, you know, mm -hmm. there are people who are, who are doing that, unfortunately. But just kind of do your, you know, just do your checklist and make sure your due diligence is, is solid. Yeah, you that's know? good. And and then pursue it for the heck out of yep. it. Pursue the heck out of 100%. it going, going forward. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Jay, thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate it today with Groove thank Gear you, owner. I mean, I as well call you a passion too because <laughs> some of the stuff you're sharing, man, is so good. So... Episode 23 with Jay Baltimore at Groove Gear. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for checking out episode number 23 with Jay. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I invite you to purchase some of their gear if you haven't already. You can go to the website. I'll put that down below in the description. You can check it out and support them, please. Episode 24 coming out next week. I'm going to say the same line I said last week. Be there or be square. Is that what I said last week? I don't even remember. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace.